Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And let's just stop and focus and bring our attention to the Lord. And we exercise our authority, rebuke, we rebuke and send away all interferences. Anything of this world system, we've already overcome you. Anything of the devil, we've already overcome you. And those things that the Lord is overcoming in our soul, our fake soul, our counterfeit soul, Lord, we ask that you do a quick work. Do what you're going to do in us so that we can enjoy the time that we're living in. So any interference, foreign or domestic, invited or sent, specifically any geographical strongholds that we may be living under, just because we live in a geography where there is a stronghold doesn't mean we are subject to it. So each one of us needs to ask the Lord if this is something we need to take authority over. Now, living in a geography, probably every location on this planet has some overlord over it. But our Lord is Lord of all overlords, over all strongholds. But he leaves those influences there so that we can learn how to overcome them. What's interesting specifically about geographical strongholds is that very often he sends Christians into those places, and I'm talking about Christians who hear him, to be his presence in avenue in overcoming and bringing down those strongholds. So as Christians, we want to know when to leave an area, also when to stay in an area and take authority in a particular geographical location. So Lord, even right now, Lord, I just ask that you give us clarity in that area. We want to be sent when you send us, but we want to stay when you want us to stay. We want to finish the work that you have sent set for each one of us, Lord. We want to know what our project is, and we want to finish it and finish well and do a good job, learn everything we are to learn from that project before we go on to the next project. So, Lord, we ask for clarity and guidance in making these decisions. And we are grateful that you know where we're at and you give us the information we need at any given time. 
Also, Lord, I just ask that you give that physical healing to those who need it, especially those afflicted with these, the big diseases, diabetes and cancer and all the different, and these uh, drug addictions. Lord, just, these are strongholds that are run rampant that even we Christians have allowed to have preeminence in our lives. Lord, teach us how to hear you so we can be available. And also, Lord, that we would be healed so we would not be vulnerable and also so we would not fear being hurt. Lord, teach us exactly what we need to know. Reveal yourself. Touch us individually and as a group and give us a greater hunger and thirst for you and you alone and extend that towards our family. Just ask that you would touch each one of our families, Lord, and give them a hunger and thirst for you. Whether we're aware of it or not, Lord, this is between you and them. You gave us the families we have for a reason, kind of as a test case, Lord, so that we would hone our listening and intercessory skills on our families first. And we thank you ahead of time, Lord, that you have placed those people in our lives. Thank you, Lord. So that's something the Lord was talking to me earlier about, was a couple of things there about healing first in that why it's so important to him. Healing and hearing go hand in hand. If there's an area in your life, in your soul, and sometimes in your body, again, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind is where you think. Your will is where you choose the decisions you make. And your emotions are where you experience this life. Your feelings, not just your feelings, but also very often the decider in your life is how are you feeling? We base our, our how we're doing on how we feel we're doing. So if those are, if any of those are wounded, what do we do when we have a wound? We protect it because it hurts. So in our mind, if we're believing something about ourselves or about others or about God that's not true, and we have let that belief affect how we live our lives or how we view others or ourselves or God, Changing that would mean we might have to change our relationship. So getting healed very often, and this is true in the other aspects of our soul, our feelings. Nobody wants to feel pain, experience pain. Nobody wants to experience regret and guilt for making wrong decisions. And likewise, we don't want to get caught up in having done the right thing, 
but all these areas are places where we can hold on to wounds, where injuries, owies. And if we don't learn to go to God to get them healed, if we think we're supposed to just gut it out or, you know, well, God will heal us in the twinkling of an eye when we're, we join him in heaven or whatever, we miss out on the experience of being healed by God now. And who's our example of that? Of course, Jesus. To say Jesus was never wounded is just obviously patently ridiculous looking at his life. He was rejected and hurt on a regular basis. But he knew how to go to his father to get healed. And I think he tied those two together that if he was not healed, he would not hear clearly. And this is why he spent time with his father first. And he was never afraid of being rejected. It's not like he sought it. It came to him. But he knew by experience that when he went to his father, he would be healed. He would be set free. He would be restored. So he was never afraid of being hurt. He knew it was going to be painful. He knew he would prefer to avoid it, but it never changed how he faced a situation, a person, or his own future. So for you and I, but that's all how how he could set his life, the habits that he had in his life of going to the Father for healing sprung out of spending time hearing, listening, waiting with his Father. You and I, as we spend time hearing and waiting and listening to our Father, with our Father, we too, part of that, will be healed. And I suspect that you and I don't even know the areas where we need healing. Because guess what? We've learned how to live with it. We all have a limp. We all have problem areas. We've learned to live with them. We've lear- we expect others to accommodate them as well. Now, change is hard. And, and that's what happens when God heals us. Our life changes. We are changed, for better or for worse. And change is hard. We don't like it. This is, I think, one of the reasons we, ha- we put it off. Well, God can, can you know, restore me in, in the great by and by. It's like, no, he wants to restore you now. Don't put off till tomorrow. 
tell heaven what God wants to do today, right now. So the more time you spend with him, hearing him, the more time he has the opportunity to heal you. Again, that healing brings your soul into greater alignment with your spirit. So you will hear him more clearly. As you hear him more clearly, he heals your soul on a deeper and deeper level. So they go hand in hand. If you want to be healed, hear him. If you want to hear him, you're going to have to be healed by him. It's not about establishing a relationship, trying to convince him to heal you or change you or fix you or even speak to you. Remember, in your spirit, you are already fully whole. You don't need any healing. You hear every word he says to you. You know what your own future holds in your spirit. Your spirit is not the problem. Your spirit has a perfect relationship with God. Our problem is our soul. We don't know what's coming next, but I don't know whether we're going to have the same opportunity to restore our soul that we do here on this earth. So, and when you look at the simplicity of what it really takes to restore your soul, it's not, again, about doing or being productive or making God happy, pleasing him or honoring him or glorifying him. You know, he's he's already got that taken care of. He's not, we're not talking about a codependent relationship with God. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need you to please him or to honor him or to glorify him. He's not a needy God. And he already has you. He already has a perfect relationship with you. Our problem is we're living out of our soul, out of our supernatural realm, soulical realm, soul. And again, the the body in the in the natural realm almost is, you know, follows up behind. Now, what goes on in our physical being reflects the problems that are going on in our soul. So they're a great, you know, red flag over here, you know, something going on over here, over here. Let the Lord talk to you about what's going on. But it is not a determiner. It is a it's a symptom of the problem, not the problem itself. So if you want healing, work on your hearing. As you hear him, he will heal you. However that works, whatever you need. Again, each one of us is so unique. God has such a specific and clear path for each one of us distinctly. And you have the opportunity to go to your father 
and stay there until he heals you, until he sends you to do your next project. He he is never critical of our need for healing. He never shames us. Well, you made a mistake, so that's why you got hurt. Or you didn't listen to me, so I'm not surprised you got rejected. You did something wrong and brought this pain upon yourself. That's not him. And the only way we can truly believe how much and and experience how much he truly loves us is by experiencing his healing and hearing him say to us specifically, be made whole. Be set free. The projects that God has for you are not about the projects. They're about you. He doesn't need our help. We do. We are here. The projects that we have before us are for our benefit. God left our enemies in our pathway for our benefit so we could learn to overcome. That mountain is there so you can learn to speak to it and cast it into the sea. Not on your own, not on your own strength. But I think about the the stories of the disciples that were spending all their time with, with Jesus, and yet because he had not been crucified and resurrected, their faith was based on being with him. It wasn't an internal change. They didn't know him after the Spirit. They knew him as what they had in front of them. Their faith was different than ours. And yet, they had seen his power and love and grace and had experienced that, experienced that power themselves before their sins were forgiven, before the crucifixion, and before they were born again, before the resurrection. And they left that one village and asked Jesus, do you want us to call fire down from the sky and consume this, these people? They had the confidence that they knew how to do it. God had taken that form of son of Jesus to present a new pathway to these fishermen and tax collectors, all these variety of different kinds of people. And they started with a blank slate. But because they were with him, they were open because of the experience they had with him. 
So you and I, that's what he has planned for each one of us is our own experience. We are all free to make mistakes. And part of our challenge is we are so much harder on ourselves than he is. Again, he's already given you an A-plus on all your tests. You've, you've already inherited the kingdom. You've already entered it. You're, it's done. He can't take back anything he's already given you because it, it's part of you. That's not the problem. It's like being in a family business and you're going to end up, everybody knows you're going to end up running the company. So that's not the issue. It's getting you ready to do the job. Now, sometimes we don't want to do things God's way. Or shall I say, a lot of times we don't want to do things God's way. This is sometimes our temperament, and it's sometimes our fake soul, our counterfeit, cloned soul. In other words, a way we control God in our surroundings. In actuality, this is just another thing to take to God. Your resistance to God's plan for your life is just another wound that needs to be healed. It's just another area where God has not revealed himself in your life. So rather than argue with him about it, rather than not letting him go there into that area of your life where you've decided, I'm going to do what I want in this area of my, of my life, let him go there and let him reveal to you the wound that is at the root of you protecting that area of your life. Lord, what's going on here? Why am I so hesitant to even talk to you about what's going on in this area? Why am I afraid to let you in? And give it to him, let him, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm giving you permission to have your way in that area of my life. And then let him take it from there. Let him speak to you. Let him heal you, whether you ever talk, get specific information. A lot of times God heals us without us even knowing about it, without us even knowing there was a wound there. But if you want to hear him, if you want to know him, you will have to be healed. If you want to be healed, you'll have to know him. You'll have to hear him. You'll have to be in relationship with him. And getting better is not good enough. God is not going to settle for anything less than a complete and perfect healing in your soul. Because any area of your soul that is not the way God created your soul to begin with, not, it's not quote-unquote perfect, but what, got, what he gave you, any area that's wounded or believing a lie or resistant to him, 
is an area that is saying no to him. So his spirit can't flow through that part of your soul. And he won't allow that. Again, we don't know whether it's going to be, you know, how much he's going to get done on this earth, for our time here on this earth, but he will have his way. What's his prayer for us? That we would be complete and entire, one spirit, soul, and body. In order for that to happen, your soul has to be healed. Your body has to be healed. Only he can do it. Only he knows what order needs to be done in and how to get it done right. Our job is to cooperate, again, to hear, spend time with him, and then follow the directions, do our homework, take the tests, and as much as possible, enjoy the process. And this takes us back to God's personal presence. And recognizing that he's right there. He's in you, with you, by you right now. Last week we talked about him being a shelter. That it's only by experience that we're able to recognize and appreciate his protection and care. that his presence provides a refuge from criticism and rejection and even slander and lying that comes our way. And he provides a shelter not by preventing the rain, the criticism, the rejection, and the, the lying, but by providing a safe place to receive healing. Again, what we need to learn how to do is how to go to him to get that healing. Now, God's personal presence is also like a resort. When you go on a trip and all the cares, everything about your needs are taken care of in a, in a refreshing way. So God's personal presence within us, regardless of what's going on around us, can provide a place of refreshment and rejuvenation where he restores our soul. These are not just special times when it's we've had a really hard time and God visits us to minister to us after you know, huge battle. This is any time we come into his presence. But we especially notice it when we are stressed or weary or even depressed. God refreshes us and restores the vision and the relationship and the project the goal for our soul. Just as same thing that happens like a relaxing vacation refreshes and restores our body. We feel like, okay, we get re-energized. We're ready to go. But it's God who does it. 
We don't have to talk him into it. We don't have to say, okay, Lord, you know, this is what I need. Just show up. And he knows when you need encouragement. He needs, knows when you need a refreshing and a rejuvenation. But you don't have to go anymore for that. And it doesn't have to be after a big, you know, spiritual warfare or whatever. Or even being stressed and stretched in the natural. But in his presence, we are refreshed and restored. So as we approach him, we ask him, Lord, is there an area in in my life where I am resisting healing or restoration where I don't want to hear what you have to say? Lord, I give that to you right now. I give you permission to touch any area in my life that I've been holding back. I give you the okay. And if I need to know about it, I'm willing to hear. If not, and you just want to do the work, you just go ahead and do it. And I thank you ahead of time for what you're doing. I know you love me, and I know that what you have for me is best for me, and I love it. And I'm going to love where you take me. So this is uh so thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. If you want to get in touch with me, it's at Diane at the dot org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then until then, have a great weekend. <laughs>